I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is off. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. It's time on the map. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 26 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, one stripe. This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, no stripes. My name is Boomer, A2, purple belt, four and a half stripes. Yes. Would you give us a little bit of that MC voice that you get for the Toro Cup? Oh, I can't do that. Come on, dude. Just give us a little, <laughs> just a little take. Look, you can do like the first match. We've got Vernon Kirk against Chris Luter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Toro Cup. Thirteen! <laughs> yes. I got Susie off her uh, bed there. Yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> How'd you get yeah. Okay. How'd you get started with the Toro Cup? Uh, Jeff Shaw. Jeff Shaw started it. Jeff Shaw is the current owner of uh, Bellingham BJJ in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, Jeff started training with us maybe eight years ago it was when um, cage side and triangle jiu-jitsu first came together and jeff came in and uh, anyway so after years of being friends and training partners with jeff he came to me with the idea of putting on jiu-jitsu super fights and i wanted no part of it and he was like no no it's going to be called Toro Cup. He's like, I'll take care of everything. You don't have to do a thing. And I said, all right, fine, fine. And I did. I did a little bit for Toro Cup 1. Like, we got the shirts ready and some other things. Um, but it was primarily 90% Jeff Shaw. And after the first Toro Cup, I had this incredible high. It was so much fun. I loved it so much. That I was like, all right, we got to do Torque Up too. And Jeff was so, like, I'm talking about, like, right after. And Jeff was so worn out after that. <laughs> he was just like, oh, not so excited. And uh, I did a lot more with Toro Cup 2. Jeff was still very involved. And Toro Cup 3, Jeff was still very involved. And I want to say it was Toro Cup 4 that Bagels joined on and then bagels really helped us bring it to another level because he has such an insight of all the uh grapplers in the area i mean he just knows so many of them and just started 100 percent handling the matchmaking and he's a great matchmaker he's a great ref along with sean zorio at all the toro cups and um, I'll, I'll say this about bagels he is the best hype man in the business <laughs> he's every every match that he's hyping up. I love it. I yeah. love the dynamic between you two. Whenever you're master ceremonies and he's in there reffing and hyping everything up, yeah. I, it's it's a great dynamic. Now, yeah, Bagels is terrific. He really is. Good friend, uh, good person to be in business with. We communicate constantly and just always bouncing uh, dumb ideas off each other, and some of them, you know, come to fruition. So. All right, next question. 
So talking about the Torah Cup is awesome. And, you know, for the listeners out there, um, you know, we do the, the Torah Cup is done at, at um, Cage Side and Torah BJJ. And you, this Torah Cup, Torah Cup 13, has 35 outstanding matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's crazy good matches. I mean, coming hot out of the gate with Vernon Kirk and Chris Luter. Chris Luter hot off right of... Hot off of his win in the uh, uh, pants, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be a great match. Uh, I love the comment whenever the matchmaking was done in a shocking twist of events that Vernon Kirk pulls guard. I don't see that going. That <laughs> However, um, but but yeah, it's a fantastic thing. And and tell us a little bit about you guys. Always support a. a a grappler, whether it be local or somebody long distance, yeah. that's going through troubling. That times. was another thing when when Jeff Shaw came to me with Toro Cup, I was like, I don't, you know, I don't, I wasn't interested in in making money off of it. And he was like, Oh, good, we can do it for charity. And I was like, All right, that's great. And he said, All right, we'll do it for Pendergrass Foundation. Um, and I was like, All right, that's great. And we gave one hundred percent of the money to Pendergrass. And I think for Toro Cup two. And maybe three, we gave 100%. But then it got to the point where like, all right, we're doing a lot of work. And we weren't, we had like no sponsors at that point. So we were losing money and putting a lot of work into it. And then we were like, all right, we're going to do 50% of tickets to um, a charity. And then um, we've always chosen a a pretty, Susie, a pretty good um, cause. And then like, I love when we can actually give it to an individual, like uh, Hubao Carioca. Like we, uh, John Shell and uh, Vernon Kirk, both messaged me. They were like, "Can we do a Toro Cup for uh, Ruben?" And I was like, "Yeah," and uh, and we did. And like I can't remember the amount we raised, but I want to say it was twenty three hundred dollars. And I literally handed Ruben twenty three hundred dollars after the event, and that was awesome because. That was awesome. Um, at charities are great, don't get me wrong, and, and we need them, but there's so many administrative fees with, you know, charities. It's I mean, there's people who work for charities, like the United Way, for instance. Um, I want to say the CEO of the United Way makes a million dollars a year, so you've got to donate a million dollars just to pay for that guy's salary, whereas if you can, you know, if, if Jeff Boone is going through a tough time and um, he's battling something, and, and I, we can give him a thousand dollars to help with his bills. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I love that aspect of it, uh, um, and and that's really something. That's one of the reasons that that uh, whenever I talked to Phil about supporting it, it was a no brainer. You know, we, this is our second Toro Cup that we've been involved in, and uh, we'll be involved in in any of the rest of them that come up because awesome. it's Thank super you. worthy. But. Another reason that we wanted to get involved and why it was so important was, um, and this has come to me more and more lately, watching the uh, pans, uh, you know, those matches are fucking boring. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It's the truth. There's no submissions. They're going for points and advantages. You know, you guys have, uh, in my opinion, you guys at at Tour Cup have the best rule set there is, which is submission only. Yeah. Right? 15 yeah. minutes submission. It depends on the match. So, on, um, yeah, right. so for blue belts or juveniles, it's eight minutes sub only. If there's no submission, we go to a uh, points round, 
which is usually five minutes. After five minutes, if we're still tied, you can't win by an advantage, you can't win by a ref's decision. So if we're still tied after that overtime, we go to a sudden death. So first point wins. You get a takedown, you win. You pull guard and you sweep, you win. That's it. Um, so th there's never been, you know, like, oh, how was there an advantage there? Or, oh, that was a terrible ref's decision. Um, and it helps push the pace because you, you're so tired by the end of that submission-only round because uh, uh, purple belt and brown belt, it's 10 minutes. Black belt, it's 15 minutes um, before you get to that um, uh, overtime round. Mm -hmm. By the time guys get to that overtime round, they have had an adrenaline dump. I mean, they're, you see some guys who just dominated the sub-only round but couldn't get the submission and they get to that overtime round, and man, they're just, they're done. They had nothing left in the tank. And this yeah. other dude who was just surviving the whole time wins 10 nothing. Hey, um, that's jujitsu. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's uh, like we, me, uh, Jeff Shaw, and, and Seth Champ came up with that because we were like, Meta Morris was at the time, you know, 2006, 2015, 2016. 2015, Metamorphs was just jumping on the scene. It was sort of the first big jiu-jitsu, you know, super matches out there. And they would do 20 minutes sub only, and then it would just be a draw. It was not, It was just like, we just watched two guys go at it for 20 minutes, and then it was a draw. And it's just, mm. it was absurd. And we were like, you know, perfect case was uh, when um, Henzo Gracie went against Sakuraba. Dominated Hanzo, him. Hanzo dominated him the whole time, and then it was a draw. There's Nothing could be more anticlimactic than that. And I was just like, me, Seth, and, and Jeff were like, no, we can't. I don't want that. We want definite winners. But you can't have sub, true sub only because you don't. nobody wants to watch a, a three-hour match of two yeah. guys trying to submit each other. So you put the time limit on it. And then uh, go to the overtime. And and that's again why I said I think it's the perfect rule set for uh, for people who are trying to consume jujitsu. Who you know they may just got started and they want to look at these matches and they want you know they want to see something on flow grappling or on YouTube that's interesting. Well, the IBJJF rules aren't, in my opinion, are not interesting. Right. Um, they don't make for interesting matches. There's yeah. a lot. I've always said there's a lot going on that I just don't understand. Like, I can't see it. I don't know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, those it's guys. Hard for me, watching two black belts, there's, they're doing so many things. I have, I can't even comprehend, you know, right. so it's not exciting yeah, they're, they're, like it is when I'm actually doing it. They're playing the game. A, a lot of times, I mean, there are some amazing IBJJF matches. Um, sure. But, yeah, absolutely. All but of the, Hodger but, Gracie's. Yeah. Sure, sure. Hodger's. <laughs> he's Hodger. not going for a point. No, 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 no. Um, but, you know, these guys who, you know, they pull guard and, you know, there's a they wind up in 50-50 and they're playing for that advantage. And Thank they're God they took so excited to win by an advantage. It's just, it's crazy. It, it's terrible. And, and um, I would love to see more, more um, you know, more different whoever is putting on the match adopt that rule set. Yeah, for sure. Have you guys kind of shopped it around? Have you guys ever said, hey, hey, uh, you know, new breed or hey, good fight? Do you want to you want to look at this rule set or anything like that? 
No. I mean, we have really close ties with U.S. Grappling. Yeah. Um, and U.S. Grappling, believe it or not, is the original sub only. I mean, everybody it's of these other tournaments are... just trying to tell us that same thing. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they're all trying to say this now, but no, U.S. Grappling really was the first um, to, to set up the uh, sub only format. And they're true sub only because that match goes until there's a submission. I mean, there's been matches. DeAndre Corbet and um, uh, Thurman Green had, I think it was a 90-minute match in Virginia Beach like three years ago. It was unreal. And Thurman Green is uh, going against Josh Williams for the uh, Nogi heavyweight title tomorrow. Yes. Um, But, yeah, and it was... And I remember DeAndre so much smaller than than Thurman. Uh, DeAndre is the lightweight Toro Cup world champion as well. Unbelievable uh, match with Daniel Frank last oh, time, right? So that was good. a great so match. Good. Uh, but DeAndre, he's he's like this. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say emotionless, but he's just man. He just takes care of business. And in that match, after he beat, he beat Thurman, there's a video of him. He's just like yes, like man. Ninety was, minutes of hell. Oh. Thurman is tough. Yeah. He's a tough dude. So. Which, again, I think that in consuming it, that doesn't make sense, that format. Like, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying U.S. Grappling. U.S. Grappling does an amazing. That was the first tournament I did, right, in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Right. It was amazing. They do an amazing job. But as far as consuming it, if you were if you were to put that out there for the public, no, I, it's just not the format. I, I really do think that if – you know, EBI has a decent way of doing it with the with the getting back control right. and spider web. I think that's interesting, and there's a, sure. a clear winner. But I really do like what you guys are doing yeah. the best. I like EBI, but to me, it just it goes into a different a different game because there's no point that you start a match a jiu-jitsu match where you're on somebody's back. Right. Um, you right. start jiu-jitsu mats on your feet. Mm-hmm. That's how we start yeah, the overtime, and that's how we start the sudden death. And guess what? It gives it gives the takedown artist and the guard puller yeah. an equal opportunity. It does because if you, I mean, CJ Murdoch beats Frankie Patches in Torque Up Two, um, and CJ doesn't have you know great takedowns. CJ pulled guard, and it was crazy because Frankie was so close to patching passing CJ's guard, so close, so close, and then somehow CJ just kept him from. Um, passing and then swept Frankie and it was nuts. I mean, you, it was so exciting. It was unbelievable. But yeah, so the the guard puller definitely has uh, just as uh, good an opportunity as the uh, as the takedown guy. Yeah, I, and and I, I've said it before, and I, I just I just think if ever there was a perfect rule set for what it's doing, that the Torque oh, Cup has. Thanks, that, so. man. Thank you. No, that's so. really good. And and from a spectator point of view, I had a really good time with the last one because. There's a good mix-up of everything. It runs real smooth. Like there's not a lot of time in between the matches, yeah. which can get boring. When yeah, you're we're trying at the other ones. Um, it, it was like you know one right after the next. They were all good matchups, and the mix-up of gi and no gi. I totally prefer the gi over no gi, hundred percent. Right. But it's fun to watch both and getting sure. that mixed up and stuff. You see different styles. You see different stuff. Um, that's a for how much I love jujitsu. I I'm amazed at how much jujitsu Jeff can sit there and watch. He will sit there for like six hours watching competition. I'm 
fried. I and it's like. terrible. I'm sitting there going the whole time. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> Why am I sitting here watching them? I'm like, I can't, I can't turn away. It's like staring at a train wreck. Oh, it's you know? amazing. But I mean, six hours or whatever it was here, maybe longer. It flew by. The yeah. last World Cup that day I love flew by. I had a really World good time because it's made up of primarily people that I know or I'm getting to know, um, and I really like the local scene. I really do. These are people who they're not making money. They're doing it because they want to do it. Yeah. You know, they're you know, they're not like, oh, you know, uh, where's my medal or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, they just literally love jujitsu. They love to compete. And this is a great uh format because all eyes are on one match. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have it's not like a tournament where we have an estimated time that, you know, Joe is going. It never happens. <laughs> Ever. Um, so that, you know, uh, if there's little kids on it, on the tournament, the, the parents know, oh, well, we're not going to be sitting there for two hours before, you know, little Jimmy goes. You know, it's just like, all right, Jimmy goes and then we can leave. So. Yeah. No, for sure. It runs smooth. And now it's probably going to run even smoother since yeah. you got that new high-tech um, uh, instrument for right. knowing who's coming up right. on the deck. Right, got a whiteboard, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the, but no, uh, our, our plan for this one is uh, I've got all of our, our sponsor ads written out on index cards for this one. So as soon as the match ends... Getting the next one going. Uh, we, Are we're you going to do them like David Letterman whenever you're done yeah. with them? You're just going to fling them out in the audience? <laughs> no, because I'm going to repeat them. <laughs> but that would be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and we're, we're just, in the past, we've done one 30-minute break, which always turns into a 45-minute break. break. Um, but this one, we're breaking up into three sessions. Um, so at the end of each session is going to be a world title match. And then right after that, 10 minutes, and that's it. 10-minute break, that's it. So we're just going to keep these matches flowing nonstop. So less and great meat. food at intermission with yeah, Clarity Eats. Clarity Eats is going to be here. They always have great food. Um, the acai bowl, people, uh, fruit bowls is going to be here. And, of course, Forte Legato Coffee, the best coffee on the planet, will be here. Um, I can hemp is going to be here selling CBD products. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. They might be selling weed. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Um, tell me this. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I already told you what, well, it's the second match I'm looking most forward to. Joey Plyler's is the first match. He's one of our training partners. Right. Phenomenal. Love training with him. But the second match is Vernon Kirk, Chris Luter. I, I'm, I can't wait for that one. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, and you don't have to pick one match. You can pick two matches. So that way, <laughs> so that way, whenever you forget somebody, then they can say, well, you had two matches that you could pick and you <laughs> still didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like my favorites? Yeah. What? Which? Oh, like which matches man. are you really like? You look at. I mean, I put a third. I'm going to put a third in there because anyone yeah, give that me DeAndre Corb is is in. I'm, right. I'm all in on that guy. Okay. Where's so I really like Josh Williams. I I love okay. to watch this guy compete. He's really good. He's always exciting and he brings it. I love watching him. I think him and Thurman is going to be great. Uh, Gavin Corbe Corby. It's Corby. It is? Okay. Yeah. 
and Dylan Martin. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Chloe Tomlinson, Bianca Harris is going to be great. There's a lot of great You matches. can't say all 35 matches. I'm not. I'm not. You got three. I'll give you two uh, more. Uh, Kim Rice and oh, Michelle Welty. See, I left that one off my list. That's, that's going to be one. amazing. And then we've got John Piper and Fredson. How Pajal. can you not put that one in there? Uh, that's that's amazing. Okay, that's uh, it. They've got no more. Now, no, no, I do. I got, no, no, that's five matches. You've listed well, quite a few. Uh, it's five matches. Well, i got to say one more. One more. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, um, that that one would be Joe Selecki and Dewan Owens. Oh, I'm kidding me, really yeah. excited about this one. Uh, Dewan has been one of my closest friends for years. Um, he's he's five and zero on Toro Cups, and he's and in, one of your training partners, right? I mean, he well, tra- we he haven't tra- trained together in a while, but we used to train together a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and he's just he's really good. He's very underrated. You know, like I said, he's five and zero on Toro Cups. And almost everyone, people have been like, oh, Dewan's going to lose. Dewan's going to lose. And he always manages to find a way to win. Um, Selecki is phenomenal. Stud. I mean, Selecki is probably the best no-gi guy that I've ever seen. Or, or jiu-jitsu, not just no-gi. I mean, Selecki is, he is phenomenal. Like, it's unbelievable how good this guy is. So Dwan's got a really big task in front of him, but man, so anybody can do it. Yeah. I, I I can't. Who are you taking to win? Come as on, bro. A get promoter, off the I cannot. I cannot. Can, pick. It's not. We're, this is we're friends here. We're just <laughs> on a podcast. It's not. Do you it's not a promoter. Do you remember when? Um, what was her name? Connie Chung said that to New Gingrich's mom. We're just two people talking here. Do you remember that? I do remember <laughs> that. That was so long. She got in. She yeah. got in big time. She did. She said trouble for she that. She said it's just between. Just between us two. Yeah, and nobody listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't put you on the spot for that. Okay. Uh, but, so when you're training with Juan Owens, you, you know, you, like when Phil and I train, like, you know, we go back and forth. He submits me. I, I've I never submit submitted Duan. Duan mauls me. I mean, he effortlessly beats the poop out of me. I mean, he's just... He's stronger, he's faster, he's more skilled. I mean, he's just, he's so good. And when he is in shape, because you never know with Duan, like which Duan's gonna show up, even when he's not in shape. Like I saw him, he beat Ricky Saxton and Ricky is so good. I mean, he is phenomenal. He beat Ricky Saxton and I could tell in the first two minutes, Duan was not in shape. The first two minutes of that match, I could hear Duan almost wheezing. I mean, he was breathing <laughs> so hard. But man, you know, Duan's a—he's a Marine man, and he's just—he's got no quit in him. And he somehow managed to pull that match out. It was—it was nuts. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's—it's it's super exciting. And just for the listeners out there, we're on—we're uh, the day before. Um, Toro Cup 13, benefiting Chelsea? Uh, Chelsea McCoy. Uh, Chelsea McCoy is a martial artist. She trains at MMAI Institute, which is uh, McCoy Martial Arts Institute out of Richmond. Her dad is Rick McCoy, the owner of the gym. Uh, And Chelsea is battling bone cancer. And somebody made uh, Bagels and I aware of this 
And that was a no-brainer. We were just, yeah, absolutely, we'll do Toro Cup uh, 13 for, for Chelsea. So any amount that we raise is, is awesome. We've raised over $21,000 for various uh, charities through 12 Toro Cups, which actually blows my mind. I, I hear that number, and I'm like, we did that? That's amazing. That's awesome. That is amazing. So um, I'm really I'm really. I love Toro Cup. I love everything about it. It's just where do you uh, like? What would be your ultimate goal with Toro Cup? Where do you see it, or where are you trying to take it to? I, I, that's a really good question because um, it, we have a lot of sponsorship now, which is amazing. But even with all the sponsors that we have, we you know we have expenses, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't seem like oh expenses can't be that high. They add up. Everything adds up, and it, not even taking it into account my time and Bagel's time. Do we make money off Toro Cup? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we are paid for it, but a lot of other people are getting compensation for Toro Cup. Um, and we don't really have overhead like if we were renting a facility. So if you're, you know, a place like, like Metamorris, everybody's like, how come they weren't paying? Well, because they were really dumb business people and they were promising out all this money they had this amazing looking mat set up um you know he's trying to bring that back right halleck yeah yeah halleck crazy yeah he's <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. there's like i don't know how many threads there are on the internet of, of people saying a gajillion yeah he owes me money he i don't think he ever paid anyone uh-huh. and i Oh God, he had a great quote out there about it. It was hysterical. It was just like, "I'm trying to make money. Why would I give money to them?" or something to that effect. Or it's just like, "Oh God, it's hilarious." But uh, to answer your question, Phil, yeah, I would love to see Toro Cup um, get on the road. So we're not always in our warehouse. So if we could find a place um, in maybe Richmond, Virginia area where we could do it in say, a high school gym, I don't want to be unrealistic and say, oh, yeah, we're going to go to a stadium or something. No, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, but like a, a a small high school gym would be great because we can we get about 300 people in and out through the day at a Toro Cup, um, and our venue's pretty small, so it looks, at, at times during the day, it looks really crowded, but... You take 300 people and you put them in a high school gym and it's like, it doesn't look like there's not many people here. And that's, you know, what you see at the, the bigger events, like there are these places, but there's a lot of empty seats and it just takes away from the the whole vibe well, of it. That's why whenever you do the camera shot, you tighten it up on the mat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you show me and Phil as MCs, yeah. you know? We're, yeah. you know we're, <laughs> listen. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Bagels and I, would we really like to... You know, take it on the road. That would be that'd be great. We that would be cool for sure. Well, I I think it would be. I think that there would be a lot of interest in that. I don't. You know, I I think that you know if you look at have you thought about like streaming or anything like that? Uh, doing a live stream, we a pay per view kind of live stream. We streamed a couple, and <laughs> they were free, and people were still complaining about the quality of it. Yeah. And That's I the internet. And yeah, I, it is the internet. And I was just like, all right, I don't I don't need to listen to this. We're not streaming anymore. 
Hey, um, assholes, whoever you are out there that complains about the quality <laughs> on a free uh, jiu-jitsu match, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I remember one guy said, it was really funny, he said it looks like it was filmed with a toaster. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Except that guy. Except that guy. That was good. Um, but, you know, I would... I would love if we could monetize a stream and it was a good looking stream. You know, somebody would click onto this website that somebody magically created and they enter in the code for $10 they can watch. But they can't share that code with anybody. Only one person can be logged in at a time because everybody's like, hey, does anybody have a, a flow yeah, grappling account? Yeah, exactly. Who's got a flow grappling account yeah. to borrow? The flow grappling's trying to make money. <laughs> My God, pay them whatever they want. They're giving you content. <sighs> and it's totally worth it. What is it? Twelve ninety? I think I pay for it. Twelve ninety nine a month. It's yeah. not it's not bad. No. I mean people I mean I would I would pay that for for sure. Um and if there's any listeners out there, reach out to Boomer. He's easily acceptable accessible. Um but reach out to him if if you've got ideas. Not and I'm not saying any jackasses out there. I'm saying somebody who actually yeah, knows what they're good doing. ideas and, and knows what they're doing and has proof of concept, not just yeah, I can do this. Yeah. You know, because uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. We run a professional organization here right. with our uh, top stream that we're doing here. Uh, but I'm not about to say that we're going to put on a, a Toro Cup uh, event. But I just think it's a it's a it's a great cause, a great event, and the yeah, best I mean, rules set. I really like what Fight to Win does in that you know they sell tickets, and then the competitors get money off of that ticket. And like, I would love to be able to do that, um, but still be able to raise money for a charity at, at the same time. Um, and I think we could do that because I, I don't know how, but it's definitely something I want to look into in the future. Um, because I know the, the fight the winds are like thirty bucks. They you know they put on a really good show. Yeah, Seth Daniels, right? Lights, Seth Daniels. Yeah. Um, and he, so I guess I wonder how. And and I'm just asking because I have no clue. Right. But I wonder how that works. Like I'm sure he's on the hook for the production and the commentating, and then and then flow grappling pays. Then I don't know how that works. I don't know. I I I don't know. Let's look that up, Phil. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying from a straight spectator point of view, Toro Cup is easily the most entertaining one oh, I've watched. Because I've watched the fight to wins and stuff, and probably being here has a lot to do with it. Sure. But last time I was here, I didn't know anybody. You know, right. Like, I didn't know any of the competitors. I feel like I do, obviously, Samantha, obviously, Joey, uh, Vernon I watched last time, and some of the other ones, I'm sure, I'll recognize when I see them. Right. But it's, for the most part, they were all new people last time I was here. Um and I still had a great time just watching the matches. Yeah. So I think it, I don't know, I'm kind of picky and I complain a lot with what I watch. So I think this is the best format. Oh, I think thanks, if it got so. out there for people to watch, I'm sure people who are into yeah. jiu-jitsu would watch it. Yeah, Thank for sure. Um, yeah, I would I would love that. It would be really cool if we could make it, make it bigger. Um, but there is nothing like going to a live sporting event. In fact, I was telling somebody this two days ago um, I'm not a hockey fan but I've been to hockey games yeah. and when you go to a hockey game it's amazing it's and I went to a Stanley Cup gosh it, it was it may have been the year 2000 when the Carolina Hurricanes were in the first Stanley Cup that they were in it was game two literally the most exciting 
event I've ever been to. It was electric in there. And you can't get that from watching on a stream or watching on TV. And I really want people to come here. When they come here, they get to, uh, we get to socialize. Instead of sitting at home, oh, looking at my phone. No. Well, and not only that, <laughs> but if you think about it, you think about the matches that Bagels is making, it really brings, in, in a hotbed of jiu-jitsu, in, it brings the Richmond, the Virginia market. Yeah. It brings North Carolina. It brings South Carolina. Some people. Uh, well, we got Tennessee coming in. Yeah. We got Fredson Pajau coming in. I don't know where he's from. No but... idea. Brazil. <laughs> yes, Brazil. he is from. That's, yeah, a, from that's in fact right. So that's the longest person. It's pretty good. But but it really does a good job of bringing that community together. And if you know if you're into jiu-jitsu like like Boomer like Phil like myself, if you're into jiu-jitsu, man, come to Toro Cup because. You're going to have a blast, and you're going to meet a lot of great people. And, you know, you probably see some of the people, if you compete, that you compete against. And guess what? You can train with those people. You can you can meet them here, and you can say, man, I'd love to train with you. You know, this would be awesome to do. And uh, so I think it really does bring together that whole – and listen, there's great jiu-jitsu in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, oh, yeah. Tennessee, all those places. You know, it really really is a lot yeah, of really sure. good jiu-jitsu. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, and so, kind of switching gears um, from from Toro Cup, and again, Phil and I are super excited about it tomorrow. Uh, what? And this is a super generic question, but what's your favorite part of jujitsu? Man, I don't know. That's a really good question. Um. Phil, start off. I, I would yours. say at this yeah. point, I say I've been doing jiu-jitsu for, I started in February of 2008 doing. So 11 Logan. years. Boy, you really are a belt chaser, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when, I, when obviously when everybody first starts jiu-jitsu for several years they just want to roll they just want to roll and now I'm to the point where I want to drill because I don't get as much mat time as I would like I'm just I hate when people say this but I truly am very busy with uh, with work um, I, I do CrossFit I'm a CrossFit coach and um, so I, I try to get into Sometimes three uh, jiu-jitsu sessions a week, but yeah, drilling and drilling the things that I want to drill, the basics over and over. That's what I really like. Um, and then when you get to roll, and then everything starts flowing together. It just I was thinking about this just the other day. You, you know, you, when you're mounted on somebody and they start trying to shrimp escape, and then you immediately go to S mount. It's like you don't even, you've drilled it so many times you don't even think about it. You just do it. And I love when something like that happens i don't know no i'm right there with you man yeah. i mean we have very few of those still in a, those moments it where it actually once. comes together yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the s mount for you yes particularly it might have happened once um, but yeah i mean i mean uh for me for me my favorite part of jujitsu is like the camaraderie the brotherhood the sisterhood yes that is shared between all jujiteros in other words it doesn't matter where you go. Man, if you see someone else 
you know, if you're you're out of Target or whatever, and you see somebody else with a jiu-jitsu shirt on, hopefully a Toro jiu-jitsu shirt yes. on, like we have, um, and you're you're like instantly best friends, right? Yeah. I, I'll tell you, and and uh, uh, my friends, they they're always like, um, "You picking up dudes again?" Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about talking about jujitsu because yeah. I go and we'll talk about jujitsu. And this one story, uh, uh, Brad from Lucas Leprey School, Brad Barnett. Yeah, from, he was on a tour yeah, call. Yeah, from Lucas Leprey. Um, so he was up by my house at this gas station, right? Inside a gas station, he had a Lucas Leprey shirt on. I was like, you do jiu-jitsu? He's like, yeah. I was like, man, we've got an open mat tomorrow. <laughs> Sunday morning, he goes, dude, I haven't trained for like three days. I went, really? You want to? Brad's a good-looking yeah. guy, too. Good-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> got a girlfriend. Uh, not that I was looking. Beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as concerned about her. I'm <laughs> concerned about Brad. <laughs> no, he's a handsome fellow. He's a handsome fellow. Uh, but, but, and he was like, he was like, yeah, man. And he's, you know, those Sundays, how many Sundays now has he been with us on our Sunday rolls? Probably five to ten. Yeah. I mean, so you just meet, yeah. that, that's, for me, the camaraderie of yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. knowing you're doing hard shit yeah. and, and doing it on a daily basis and, and, and everybody, everybody struggles yeah. in every aspect of it, man. Well, I you never get good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, nobody thinks they're good at jiu-jitsu. No. There's not, if you ask one person if they're good at jiu-jitsu and they say yes, they're a white belt that's been on the mat ten times. And they're good at jujitsu, but that's not, that's just not the way it is. Everyone's, you know. No, but you're right. That the camaraderie is definitely the best part. Without jujitsu, you know, I wouldn't have any friends. 100%. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're hard to get along with. <laughs> quite. Generally. No, but the, the reality is, you know, once you get out of high school or college, you know, how do you meet people? You know, people you work with, but if you have a miserable job and, you know, you don't really like the people you work with. You have nothing in common with them, but jujitsu. And then you got, man, you can talk about jujitsu. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Totally agree. Philly, what's your favorite part about jujitsu? I like what he said about the when it kind of comes together and it just happens after drilling. Hundred percent. I like the camaraderie. I've noticed my favorite thing changes uh, every single day to what I'm currently thinking about about jiu-jitsu. You know what so, your favorite thing is about jiu-jitsu? All of it. Lapel chokes. So that's, that too. It's your, yeah. it's your favorite. That, oh, loves so. the lapel chokes. Yeah. Loves them. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, you lapel choked uh, Elijah. Kasha, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and to did. go back to the camaraderie, though, he walked up to me right He said before. he was trying to... He told me he was yeah. trying to choke you from inside your closed garden. I said, well, what are you doing that for? Phil immediately armbarred him. <laughs> immediately. Like, it was a... I'll show you the video after. It was super slick. Like, very slick armbar. Very fast. You know, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake. It's hilarious. <laughs> but he walked up to me, and then we got to talking before. And again, just super cool guy. Like yeah, he's Elijah's another. awesome. He's old enough to be your dad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you feel good work. that you... <laughs> Beat up on an old man. Yeah, I think he, I like I mean, dude, I'm 48. He does that to me. What do you? Yeah. I mean, what do you want? Unbelievable, Phil. So <laughs> something with you. Um. So. Um. So. In closing, Boomer, is there anything out there? Anything? First off, folks, if you if you don't know Toro BJJ. Best shirts are all of our BJJ campaign shirts. Uh, Boomer did a 
phenomenal job on those. We're going to talk to them afterwards about making um, key patches. Uh, so they do all kinds of custom embroidery, custom shirts, custom rash guards. With they use sublimation. Obviously. So that's whenever you have dry ice, so it goes from a, a solid state to a gas state. That's sublimate, right? Sublimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the technical definition. Of but no, but so so they they do quality processes so uh, so that their you know their logos and whatever they do if they do custom logos on your rash guards they don't come off. Yeah, it's um, comfortable shirt too because a lot of them get that printed on and you can like feel what's printed on and that sucks. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And um, so support Toro BJJ. Um, go to their website. Yeah, you can go to cageside.com, C-A-G-E-S-I-D-E, cageside.com. You can go to torobjj.com. It'll take you to the same site. Gotcha, cageside. That's what I always looked up, Toro BJJ. Um, so, yeah, the, any anything closing that we kind of forgot to ask you about that, that you think you want to share? Um, I want to thank my wife and kids. I want to thank all of the sponsors of Toro Cup because if it wasn't for the sponsors, we wouldn't continue to do it. The sponsors are terrific and we really try to acknowledge our sponsors. Um, every single Toro Cup poster that we make has sponsors on it. You look at these other uh, promotions out there and they, they've got like all these sponsors and they're not even putting them out they're just like oh yeah we got money from them so well don't yeah, forget those guys yeah forget about the next time it's like i want sponsors and i want them for all the toro cups and you promote it i think really well i mean you're in yeah. different facebook groups every facebook group i'm in i see you guys posting in and then posting on your own pages and that nice layout cards yeah. you know like yeah bagels does a great job with it um all the competitors do a really good job so it's uh it's a lot of people working together to, to make Toro Cup happen. I think happen. the smoke machines with the disco balls for when they walk out is spectacular. Really Thank good. you. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really good touch. Really good touch. <laughs> Hard to breathe sometimes in there, but it's really good <laughs> touch. We, we like to start Toro Cup early. This one, we're actually starting earlier than usual, 10 a.m. We want to get out of here early, 5 p.m. or so. Night events don't appeal to me because I like to go to bed at 9 even on Fridays. That's what I'm talking about. Nine o'clock. I'm you and Bill. Peas at a five, man. <laughs> I try you to watch these Bill. UFCs with him, and oh. it's like 11.30, and I'm like, I've had I, enough. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't watched a UFC live in probably five years. I used to watch them all, but it's too just late. got, I need to get up in the morning to do stuff. I don't want to sleep all Sunday. So That's great. Look, listen, listen, kids. Early to bed. I'm older than you for God's sake. Early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Nothing good happens after 10 p.m. at night. Go to sleep. Wow. I don't know about that. I'll do some good work after (laughs) Just kidding. Those are wise words. Uh, So... So that's that's the way is to support uh, Cage Side and Toro BJJ. We support it wholeheartedly. We will for as long as we can. Uh, um, one other thing I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really cool local companies, and I, I may be missing out on, on some. Um, but there's, you know, if you live in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, um, Honey Athletics, these guys are terrific. They put out really good products. Uh, they support the sport. Uh, Senor 
geese. Um, again, they support a lot of people. Um, and then there's uh, Joe Toon, they're out of Virginia, um, and they support a lot of guys. And if you guys can think of any other brands locally that I'm missing, um, a DeFirma, a DeFirma Kimono Company out of Virginia. Uh, I just see so many people with, you know, people own 10 geese, and not one of them is Toro or Honey or DeFirma or Senor or Jotun. I'm like, I mean, support some of the local guys because these are the companies that are supporting the sport locally. So, man, next time you need a gi, I mean, it may cost a little bit more than the one that you're finding on sale on BJJ HQ, but, you know, support the company that's supporting uh, the community. And I love that because, you know, a lot of people that, that have their own business and sell you such as you, they have that famine thought of not everybody can make it and we want to make sure ours is best, but just by repping those different folks, you know, you sell geese too, oh. you know, quite high quality geese. So yeah, I love that. I love that. That's, uh, that's yeah, really I mean, There's plenty of business to go around. Yeah, it really of course is. There is. These are the companies I mentioned are all owned by people that I, I know that I've met and they're, you know, just good folks who genuinely love jujitsu. They're not like, yeah, starting a heat company, I'm going to make a killing. No, they're doing it because they said love no one. It. <laughs> <laughs> said <Yeah>. no one. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that, Boomerang. Thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank uh, you. You know, we thank hope you. everybody enjoyed it. Uh, just so you, everybody out there knows, uh, Jeff and Phil got to our warehouse and I immediately put them to work moving 27 horse mat stalls. These things are 100 pounds each. They're large and bulky. And these guys jumped in, helped us move them with smiles on their faces. Just, these are good dudes. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. We're here to help in any way. My, 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 my wife was like, uh, an hour before you guys came, she's like, think of some way that we can move these mats. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get a crane. How about that? <laughs> can we can we go in a crane? Thing? They were I didn't know they were hundred pounds. I didn't. I oh, didn't they're I, just they so were shockingly heavy. They yeah. were. Yeah. Heavy. I was kind of surprised. Not not only heavy, just so awkward. Yeah. Well, you know the reason I wanted to do it honestly to be jacked for the uh, camera on the YouTube right. video. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. That. It was a good workout. You know, yeah, good for workout sure. for sure. <laughs> and Phil, tell them how they can support the podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash BJJ Campaign Podcast. Yes. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, BJJ Campaign Podcast.com. Oh, yeah. Buy a Toro made podcast t shirt with the logo on it. Yes. Super nice. I'm pointing to it if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube and uh, watch a bunch of cool videos. And kudos to Philly. He got the new website up and he's a website wizard. Uh, he got the new website up and running. The shirts, seamless. We tested it out to, to purchase. Seamless way of purchasing the shirts online. Uh, if you see us here at Toro Cup and want to get a shirt, let us know. We're going to have them in the car. Uh, <laughs> bring them in. <laughs> bring them in. Okay, yeah. we're going to bring them in. Uh, we'll even cut out the shipping for you. Uh, but, but, yeah, so so thanks for that hard work on the, on the website getting the Jeff shirts. Jeff will actually... Deliver the shirts to you personally, no matter where you live. <laughs> In a bow tie and assless chaps. Um, just kidding. I will not do that. But so, uh, you know, for those of you out there listening, if you're not doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it, man. Me, Boomer, Phil, we choose jujitsu. 
We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Right. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling it gross. It's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's